0: you're listening to stage door podcast the podcast celebrating theater and creativity from onstage mishaps to career defining moments
3: hosted by thespians myself tori and co-host eliza fortnightly we will bring you industry professional guests deep dives and more
0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Stage Door Podcast. Today we are joined by Tyler and Lily from Purple Tape Productions. Before we get started I would like to acknowledge that I am on Tabao land
3: and I am on Gadigal land, the traditional custodians of the land on which we work, live and record and we recognize that sovereignty was
0: never ceded. Run by Tyler Fitzpatrick and Lily Heyman, Purple Tape is the combined skills of two talented producers including one of Sydney's most in-demand production managers and a whole lot of Tape holding everything together. Purple Tape is a new production company run by women with the aim of uplifting female and gender diverse voices in Sydney theatre. Purple Tape endeavours to help those who find it hard to be taken
3: seriously to usher their work into the spotlight where it belongs. Lily is a writer, director and producer and is currently the associate producer at Shopfront Arts Co-op, where she is passionate about amplifying the voices of young people and emerging artists.
0: Tyler is a stage and production manager, producer, lighting designer, and theatre maker, and has been the production and operations manager at Shopfront Arts Co op since 2020, and services art organisations as a production associate with the Paper Jam Partners. Tape holds theatre together, and purple tape makes it fashion.
3: Please welcome to the mic Tyler and Lily.
0: Hi. Hi, hello, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Thank you, <laughs> thanks for having us. Thank you for coming on. We're so excited to chat to you guys about all the amazing things you are doing. You are two very busy people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I guess kind of starting it off with your production company and kind of your relationship with each other. How did you two find each other and decide to join forces and create Purple Tape? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, we, we went to uni together, actually. So we met at university, at the University of Wollongong. So I was doing a little old Bachelor of Performance and Tyler was doing the Bachelor of Theatre. Um, and we teamed up. We were just talking about it before. We teamed up and the first show we ever did together, a director asked us to make the sound more orange. Um <laughs> And, so
3: specific right like they were like
1: this needs to sound more orange and ever since then and like me and tyler looked at each other and we're like what on earth is what like, and then we managed to, yeah we're like orange and then we pulled it off like changed Stop something out. tyler moved something around and the director was like that's it it's more orange and then we're like wow we work well together <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a beautiful relationship ever since
2: <laughs> yeah definitely and like, I love, love it. it. The like officialness <laughs> of like purple tape was a text message. Like it was like, oh, we've kind of been doing this like informally. And then it, like at one point in lockdown, we just texted each other kind of like thinking about it at the same time being like, should we just, uh, should we make a production company? Because we're going to do it anyway.
3: <laughs> might as
2: well be official,
3: yeah i feel like there's no way like i feel like the best production companies and just the best projects in general just come from like randomly being like hey do you want to do this like yeah let's do that
1: yeah exactly, exactly. yeah
3: done we definitely did that we were like hey yeah. you know do you want to start a podcast oh my god 2020 <laughs> the year of the pandemic the COVID of
0: pandemic <laughs> um
3: just yeah. being like i'm gonna i'm thinking of starting
0: a podcast I think we'd work really well together doing this. It like, was like, yeah, <laughs> the best things start at university. I feel like the yeah. best kind of yeah, you find those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you ne- decide on the name Purple Tape? It's
2: uh, it's another uni story. I think we we were we were painting a floor at like as you do at uni and as you do in the indie scene, 1am, 2am. Um, and the, the masking tape that we just happened to have was like purple tape. And we got to the point where we were a little bit delirious and we were like, purple tape, purple tape. And then it kind of stopped, <laughs> <laughs> And that's how it happened.
0: I love it. Yeah, and then all these
1: people have pointed out, they're like, it's so clever because it's like the red tape bureaucracy, you're getting rid of it, and purple is the colour of women. And we're like, yes, that's the reason. Yes, that's it. It was this
3: thought through, absolutely correct. Yes, yes. Oh, it's funny. I love it. (laughs) So what was the, you know, the catalyst to start this company and why did you start an all-female gender-diverse company?
1: Yeah, it. Um, we kind of just started it, as we said, like we were just texting each other because um, uh, my dad once pointed out, he was like, when you make a show without Tyler, then I'll believe you're going to make it. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Dad. But, like, it was very true. It was like I, everything I was making, I was like, Tyler, you need to help, please. You need to be the production manager. You need to do all yeah. things. Um So we were just always working together. It was not unusual. Um, so we were like, we're doing it anyway. Let's slap a logo on it. Let's make it a company. Um, and then we managed to get Fledgling, which was our first work programmed at KXT in 2022. So that was like, oh, well, now we have a show to put in a venue. Let's just let's go guns are blazing um, and do it. And so then we kind of done it. And then we're like, OK, why do we want to do this? There's a thousand production companies. Like, why are we making this happen? Um, and we were just looking around and we were just realizing how many of our dear friends um, and female friends in particular were finding it so hard to like, talk to venues, be taken seriously by venues, like be able to express how good their work was, um, and so we were really lucky, like we had managed to make some contacts because we work at Shopfront and done done some things. And we were like, we think we can help in this. We think this is kind of our little pocket that we can actually make a difference. So we're going to start this company and it's going to be all about taking works that haven't been given the chance by artists who are often overlooked um, and usher them through and so we were like let's do it let's let's make it all all female all gender diverse like let's just create a little pocket of the world where we can make work in a way that we think more people should be doing it like that yeah absolutely
3: it definitely is something that um I mean I can only talk from my personal experience but as a female writer um I have no idea what I'm doing nor who to contact and like it is very intimidating Like when you're looking at production companies and also kind of going, okay, who like aligns with my beliefs also like aligns with, you know, because obviously you don't have to work with one production company exclusively, like who aligns with what I'm trying to do with this particular piece. So it's so good to see more gender diverse and female run production Mm -hmm. companies. It's so important. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, I mean, one of your upcoming shows is Expiration Date. Firstly, I guess, could you tell the audience a little, of it, a little bit about the show? Sure. Expiration
2: Date is, well, it started for Lana, the writer, as um, a, a dream that she had during lockdown where she got trapped in an elevator with her ex um, and just sort of all of the, like, yeah, <sighs> Exactly, and just that sort of like all of the things that kind of like came up in that dream and what the like pressure cooker environment of like the close proximity of an elevator is and what like sort of maybe potentially unresolved things had not been discussed but can be discussed in that sort of environment. Um, mm. So that's sort of like the the big sort of setting of the work and then the work itself is like boils all the way down to choice um, and the choice to do whatever you want with your body, choose to leave a relationship because of the choices that you um, have made about your like future, like thinking about when you're younger and you're like, this is what I want my life to be. Um, And for both of the characters, it's kind of like following through with their choices that they made. Um, And yeah, it's very funny and it's very sad. Um, And uh, it's so much fun. Um so
3: yeah. I mean,
1: what a great setting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, the elevator. It's so juicy. It's so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> There's
3: so much you can do with that. <laughs> I love theater in a specific interesting environment. That doesn't just take place in like a house or something, but like is like somewhere where you can't you can't escape it like exactly. an elevator. Perfect.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and the elevator, like, messes with them a little bit, like, is a little bit like, come on, guys, like, let's get our our stuff together. (laughs) But, yeah, no, it's a really beautiful, beautiful new work, yeah.
0: And I guess, like, obviously, this is one of the first works, is that correct, that you guys have developed as a company from, like, inception to now? How has that kind of changed? Like, how has the piece changed through all of the different stages, what are the different stages for, like, taking a work like this and then putting it on to where it is now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was actually talking to Flynn, who's the co-collaborator, the other actor in the work today, and I was like, yeah, it's really cool. This is the first show that, like, we started with and has come all the way to the stage. Like, our other two shows already existed and then we just kind of like pulled them out and re redid them. So this is a really cool moment for us as a company to be like, we made a show yeah. <laughs> all, the way, all the way from the back of it. Um, but, yeah, it's been through a, a bunch of different kind of journeys. We've developed it. We've supported Lana through and Flynn through the development of the entire work. So it started with them just going on walks because they lived near each other during lockdown and talking about wanting to make a show about choice and about these things and also their different like viewpoints on it and what was interesting about the two of them um, and how they saw the world of the work. And so we helped support Lana through the writing process of that and then last year in May, so almost exactly a year ago, um, we did our first development showing of expiration date and I'll never forget we were about to walk in and we were just talking to the people who we'd invited and that morning Roe v Wade had been overturned in America. And, yeah, and it was just like this solid moment where because this work is very like it's a pro-choice work and is about like women's autonomy and women's ability to dictate their own lives um Mm. and make their own decisions um and so we just kind of were standing outside and made a point of that to the um to the people we're talking to and we're like this is a very important moment for a work like this to exist so let's all just go in and, and see what we think. And um, and everyone came out and it was a really robust discussion about that and then because that change had happened, it just informed the rest of the development of the work because this massive moment in feminism and our lives had happened with the work and so it's just been through a bunch of development since then and then we got to stage it at Adelaide Fringe earlier this year oh, to a really great oh, little amazing. season That's yeah so
0: awesome. we took
1: it there and got to tra- try it out in front of people we've never met which is always a really great test of any new work it's like <laughs> yeah no friends nothing it's all these people from Adelaide um but it did really well and people really enjoyed it and people got what we were doing and really un- and engaged with it in a really beautiful way so now we're just excited for the people we do know and others <laughs> to come and see it as well oh. yeah
3: absolutely and I guess because you've now you've done it yourselves what is kind of I know it's going to be different for every single show but what kind of is for um anyone listening the process of like writing a new show and kind of getting it put up what's kind of I guess the from start to hopefully end what's kind of like the process that you go through
1: yeah I guess it's yeah it's different for every work isn't it but I would say like it's always just gonna start as we said kind of before like thinking of something that you're really passionate about and then finding just, like, one or two other people that's like, I want to do this thing, can you do it with me? Because I think that keeps you honest and keeps you on track. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have a story that you're willing to just sit down in a room on your own and get out there because it means so much to you. But personally, I I need other people to just be like, where are we, what are we doing, what's happening, what's going on, (laughs) to make me do any work. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, it's just a journey of conversations and like experiments and trusting each other I guess and trusting other people to come in and and play with your little baby until it's ready yeah
0: is it like kind of also finding I guess well you guys are the producers in this instance so it's like finding a company that wants to like take on your work because I know there's a quite a few companies out there who also do like open submissions for different work to get a gauge of like do we want to put this on so I guess like that potentially is like an avenue that people go down when putting on the like new work like this
2: yeah definitely like some of the works that we've got coming up have just been people being like we have this work can you do it with us can we do this together and and they're all at like different stages so like some of them have been done before and it's just like okay I want you guys to do it for I want you guys to bring it to Sydney um or something like that and it's sort of like just really knowing what you want out of a production company when you approach them. So just kind of like uh, like some of the artists that have come to us have been like, cool, I don't know how to even start finding funding for my work. I don't even know like what venue would work for my show, like what is the sort of like the audience and the, like the marketing and all of that sort of stuff is like the bits that you don't really want to be thinking of when you're making a work. So that's when you go to a production company or to us or to like people that you trust or you know and or you might not know you might be like cool I really yeah. like, they align with what I'm I'm trying to do and you say can you do these bits for me so that I can make this work
3: yeah it's it's so intimidating trying to I had my first show ever put on at Sydney Fringe last year and that was like I went to my amazing friend Andy because I was like I I Submitted for Sydney Fringe, un- unaware that that just meant that I was now doing Sydney Fringe. <laughs> um, help, please. Don't know what do. Have idea. Help, please. Because <laughs> yeah, it is really scary and like even like yeah looking for grants and things like that it's like for myself coming from an acting background not necessarily a writing or producing background it's like where do you look where do you find those where do you find producers who do you talk to so it's so good knowing just how much I guess community there is around it totally. as well
0: yeah.
1: yeah totally and I think one of the reasons as well that we were so passionate about starting Purple Tape is we were like hey we like we have gotten like such a brilliant opportunity at shopfront like the two of us just like we're really lucky to get the jobs we got at shopfront because of the community that exists here and we got to learn a lot there and we were like not everyone gets these opportunities like we have now learned heaps let's try our best to like disseminate that information support other people like pay it forward kind of thing um, because we have been lucky to learn some of those lessons about, like, where you go to look for the funding or where you do this. And we still have Shopfront, like, letting us take ridiculous amounts of leave and, like, (laughs) letting us, um, like, rehearse here for free like all of that stuff like we're still so like dependent on that community like I don't know how anyone would ever make independent theater without people just helping them <laughs> oh, they just wouldn't because yeah. nobody
3: nobody yeah. I feel like even if you know what you're doing you still don't really know what you're doing totally it's just a lot of guessing and was like so we need to do like um a like a reading like a first reading and I was like oh we do we don't just put it on. That seems smart. <laughs> now that you've said it, that makes sense. But I wouldn't have. I would just like. No, we just put the show on, right? That's all we do. Um,
0: There's no steps in between. No, no.
3: <laughs> it just it just happens to get from here to there, and it's just going to be perfect. Obviously, because that's how that's how the theater works. Yeah,
0: is it? <laughs> well, I guess we're actually going to move into our game now. Um, so this is a new game that we have that's called Swipe Left or Right. What the game is is uh, theater well just trends really that are around right now. And we get a gauge of if you are like, yes, that is my trend, no, it is not, or there is the option to super like. Ooh. So I know. So swiping left is a no, swiping right is a yes. Well, we'll go we'll go one at a time, I guess, so each of you can answer the same one and um say it after each other. So the first one is TikTok,
1: left is good. No, left is bad.
0: Yes, yes left is bad.
1: <laughs> oh my god! I would okay. I swipe right on TikTok. I love TikTok. I'm a TikTok fiend.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't have TikTok. I don't. So I would have to swipe left. But I'm one of those. It's so annoying. It's funny because Lily and Lana, both of them, are like, stop sending us Instagram reels. And I'm like, but I don't have TikTok. So it's like. I'm like behind. I
3: have a friend that
1: does the exact same thing to me. I'm like, just get on TikTok. Yeah. Please. Just get on TikTok. Tyler just found out that the queen died. Like, come on. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Oh my god. I was like, that would be actually <laughs> shocking. But on her Instagram reels, she just found out. It was very wow. shocking.
2: There's a coronation <laughs> in the next two weeks? <laughs> no TikTok for me.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
2: I do appreciate. look,
3: I do appreciate people that don't use tiktok because i'm like you got some willpower i was like oh, downloaded yeah. it in in lockdown and i like spend an embarrassing like embarrassingly large amount of time on that app
1: every day yeah i've got that like thing where like it, after an hour of it it's like okay <laughs> oh yeah but then but then i'm still like and it's and then i'm like off like, for 15
3: minutes
0: yeah remind me, later. remind me later yeah <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I'm like, I'll get off it. God, I'm just on there for like three hours at a time. Yeah, fair. scrolling. No, you watch
1: it just (laughs) before midnight because then you get extra because it's a new day. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So you get 30 minutes (laughs) instead of 15. Okay, the next one is going to be the Mean Girls movie musical. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. I think I'm going to – I think I'm going to swipe right. I'm excited about it. I'm Mm -hmm. keen. I'm there. (laughs) I'm here for it. I love the Mean Girls musical. Tyler's like they're making a
0: Mean Girls movie musical. I was like, yeah, they are. Yeah,
1: like a movie musical movie musical. musical.
0: <laughs> yes, I, a movie. Wait, a, a movie, movie musical, musical on the movie. That's also a musical. Yeah. There we go. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit Inception, but I'm excited about it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I would swipe right to that too. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like Renee Rapp. I'm I'm about it. I'm interested to see. There's also an Aussie Aussie actor in it. Oh, playing something. Katie Heron. Um, I forgot what their name is, but yeah, that's exciting. So I didn't know that. Yeah. That's sick. I'm okay, pretty excited. It's going to be good. This is a good fun one. Mardi Gras.
1: Oh, like super like, <laughs>
0: super <Yeah>. like. <laughs> I've still never been to Mardi Gras because I'm always <laughs> working,
2: which. Is just awful. <laughs> no. But I would, I want to swipe rides right and mardi Gup. Mardi
3: Gras but I have never had the chance to go. Swipe right for Mardi Gras 2024. Exactly. Exactly. We're booking it in. We booked it in yes.
1: At my first at my first ever Mardi Gras we saw like a my friend I was like 10 my friend Rani's like dad was in the Mardi Gras like he was marching as like a volunteer firefighter and I was like Jim was in the Mardi Gras and everyone's like stop lying Lily like everyone was like Lily's a liar Lily's a liar and then I went to school the next day and just like in front of everyone was like Rani your dad was in the Mardi Gras. And she was like, he was, but like, calmed down.
0: <laughs> it's actually so funny. My um, my auntie is the president of Dykes on Bikes, and so Spick. rides at the front of yeah, of Manigra every year. And I think I don't slave. know if um, she's the president this year. But yeah, the time, a couple of times I've been, um, and it's so much fun. And I'm like, oh my god, I know someone in the parade. This is just so cool. Yeah, that's such a I love
1: that. That's so cool.
0: They're awesome. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm going to take the next one. It's air fryers.
1: Oh, okay, the super like is fair for Mardi Gras, but, like, it's like,
0: oh, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> do we have enough money for another super like, you know?
1: Oh, my, yeah, like, do I sign up for, like, the game gold so I can steal? Yeah. Because, oh, my, I love air fryers so much. <laughs> Oh. i feel like this is the most passionate response we've had to this game and it's about air fryers i love it <laughs> obsessed i just moved out of, like the place i was living and my housemate owned the air fryer and so oh. now i'm air fryer and it's terrible i <laughs> i've got to go buy one i can't do it anymore
2: i'm, I'm a yes i'm a yes air fryer, and maybe not as enthusiastic as lil but like yes <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay the next one is just for lily which is, so I've left or so I've right, on Fame Junior.
1: <laughs> I was like, are we going to mention it? I was like, are we mentioning the fact that we did Fame Junior together? Yes! Back in, like, 2011, 2012. Oh, oh my god, I was like, I really hope this somehow comes up. Oh my. I was going to say something before, and I was like, I always
3: have this terrible fear, and it's happened, like where I have someone on and I'm like oh my god we've met and they're like we have and I'm like oh never mind don't worry about, about it like because <laughs> I've had I've had Zoe on before as well and I was like what if she doesn't remember what
1: if she doesn't remember who I am Miss Iawadu, oh my god no yeah. that, that musical comes up almost daily in my house because it's like my um my housemate Lockie like he was he came and all the time he's just like oh my god I never stopped thinking about you going like work hard work yeah. <laughs> it's just like How dare you? Oh, again! I think I actually have to buy the gold of this game because it's super like famous. (laughs) (laughs) Those were the days. Oh my god,
3: the fluoro supre gear. Oh my god, oh stop it! Changing
1: fluoro colors for the years, like it was like blue, green, orange. Oh, oh. so many costume changes,
3: crimping hair. Those delightful blue graduation gowns.
1: Yes. Oh and that like, and the people who ran it, like Christine and Ed, oh, they were, it was intense. It was, it was, it, so was it was intense. I remember coming in on the
3: first day of the rehearsal and I didn't know that I was playing the role that I was playing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, Lou, great. Thanks. Thank I you. was like, oh,
3: oh, sure. 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 But now I think a very problematic lead, but mm-hmm. you know,
1: yeah, it's like there's so many, like that was such a time in like amateur children's musical theater. Like I did some things I, Do not need to mention, like it was so bad. Yeah. I was like, I played, for
3: those listening, Maybell Washington, who refers to herself as the world's biggest dancer.
1: Yeah, and like that song where you were singing about yourself and then like we were choreographed around you like Yep. Oh Lord, give me a sign. Jesus. Oh my god.
3: What a time. The trauma response right now. The trauma. I'm like, wow, they really kicked it off early. They were like, this girl, we'll cast her as Maybell Washington. Yeah, without telling her, and then, yeah, Jesus. just walk in first day rehearsals and thinking you're ensemble, and they're like, actually, for you, the world's biggest dance
0: song. <laughs>
1: so bad.
0: What a time. Oh, what a time. That was so great. Thank you guys so much for playing that game. That was Thoroughly, thoroughly entertaining, and I love it. Some trauma dumping as well. We love it. We love to see it.
3: Oh, well, jumping back into it, um, what have been some of the challenges taking on three productions at once with tape over? Hilarious question. Yeah. Other than it just being, you know, taking on three productions at once.
2: Yeah. I mean, also having Mayraki, like, finish a week before the other three is, like, it's almost, it's four shows at once.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of artists to, to, to wrangle. Yeah, I'm upset. But, like, I remember we were talking about it when we put it together and we're like, it'll be fine, we'll be fine. Um, like, we will be fine. But it's just, like, it is, it's worth it. Like, I think Tyler and I will, will need to have, like, a month off after we finish tape over. Yeah. Um, but it's worth it for me for how good those four works are. I'm like, it's so worth it for people to see them. But... Oh my, it's, like, just a lot of being real, like, strict on schedules and um, emails and trying our best to keep up with things. And I downloaded this, like, personal assistant app. Like, I spent all this money on this personal assistant app and then didn't use it. So, like, but, but I did try. Um, <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, I think it's just, it's, it was a very expensive app, but I think it's also just like wanting to give all four of them our full attention like as as as, while also having jobs because like indie theater doesn't pay rent so um yeah I think it's like making sure that we are at all times just like how are you going like what do we need to do to make sure your work is like as as brilliant as it is for people when they see it
3: yeah is my yeah god that would be absolute chaos chaos yeah yeah the budget
1: is actually called, called chaos, chaos. <laughs> the, yeah it's called chaos 2023
0: I love <laughs> it. what an amazing opportunity to put on three works exactly. at the same time like that is and and just to celebrate those three completely different pieces as well I guess like Could you tell a little bit about each of the three pieces, like a little bit of like a snapshot of each of the three?
1: Of course. We would love to. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I direct Party Girl, so it's like my little like.
0: "Mm." Um, (laughs) Your baby. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And, well, it's really Lucy's baby because Lucy started making it. I saw it four years ago when I was still at uni. I got to see Lucy do the very, very, very first Mm. version of Party Girl, which is now like a very different show. But I loved it because it's about being a kid's birthday party fairy um, but also, it's about uh, like her relationship, like the character's relationship with her mother, who has bipolar, and like the way that these, like this glitzy, beautiful fairy world, collides with the real world, mm-hmm. and the way that it collides is a series of rock songs. Um, <laughs> so it is the coolest show I've ever done. It's so cool, and Lucy is like a phenomenal performer. Um, so yeah, it's like a, yeah, the kid's birthday party from hell, and as someone who ran kids' birthday parties for five years. Like, it is the work that has made me feel the most seen in my life.
0: I'm feeling seen. You talking about it is really bringing – I mean, Tori and I worked at the same, like, party princess company where we would dress up as fairies and face paint together, and, like, that is giving us flashbacks. Oh, the trauma.
1: This is the work for you. Yeah, this is – it unpacks all of that. It fully unpacks, like, how – actually terrible that job is but also how beautiful it can be at times yeah yeah it's it's a great show it's like terrible and wonderful all at the same time and it's very intensely both of those things together absolutely and party girl yeah it covers all of it (laughs) it's amazing even
0: the name the Mm. name is there yeah It's really,
2: really good. I have like a text message screenshotted of like between Lily and I being like, What day are you going to Party Girl? when we were like, Yeah, in 2019, when we originally <laughs> was developed, which is so amazing. Bad. Yeah. And then, yeah, the second work is Mark which translates to My Mother's Kitchen by Pratha Nagpal, who just literally like last week submitted her like thesis for her Masters of Directing. Is that right, Lily? Her Masters of Directing? Uh, at night, up. Yep. So she hit submit like last week, which is so exciting for her. And she was an Arts Lab resident artist at Shopfront last year, which literally feels like five years ago at this point. Um, where she originally developed this work with um, with Mardu, who's the beautiful and amazing performer. And it's all about her relationship to um, domesticity and how she doesn't have the same relationship to like cooking and like all of the sort of st- typical things about about being like a woman and she kind of questions whether or not her mum is a feminist because their versions of being a feminist don't particularly align because hers is like sort of like a westernized version um, of feminism and it's sort of her it's a little bit like meta so it's like it's in the kitchen but it also exists with her like writing the work and trying to honor her mum, but not really understanding how they can connect in that space. It's really beautiful, and I cried every night. I saw again, I saw it every night because I worked on it, but I, I cried every night.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, these sound so good. Oh, my goodness. Gorgeous. This yeah. is so exciting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a sick show, yeah. That's
0: work that you want to see. That's so yeah, – Absolutely. Oh. Mm-hmm. And the, and I guess the last one, come again.
1: Yes, oh Tell us my. A bit about that one. That show is off chops. That <laughs> it is so cool. I that is a show that um, is a similar example of Alex Tutton, who wrote the work. They sent us an Instagram message, and they were like, "I want to apply for KXT with this show. I kind of really want you guys to be the producers." here's the script. And then I read, I like didn't quite have enough time to read it that week, read it the next week. And when I tell you, like when I read the final page, I was like, literally like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> like, I was like, Oh my God. Like, like literally just reading it. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, running around like, this is wild. Like, how is this happening in this play? And it was just like one of those moments where I was like, I don't care what I have, like I don't care what we have to do. This is a script that we are working on. This is so good, um, oh, good. and it's yeah. And now we've assembled this cracker team around it, and it's just this awesome play. It's about um, it's about the domestic violence epidemic in Australia and how it is an Australian problem, not like a straight people problem. Like it 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 affects just everyone in Australia in some level, but it is also absolutely hysterical like the way that tutton blends that line and deals with the problem in a very real way but is also just so funny it's like i was like this is a work that can that has legs to like make people think because it's like one of those things that you laugh 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 and then you're like <laughs> <laughs> oh which is like just the best like my favorite
3: theater is the theater that can make you laugh one second and then actually like oh fuck
1: <laughs> yeah this is that yeah. yeah it's it's sick and there's like bio there's like a yoga there's this whole yogurt scene that it's just like oh like it's just oh my god it's it's phenomenal and it's like Alex Tutton is a writer that um went to UAW but like a lot above Tyler and I like we weren't like there at the same time and so it's kind of someone that I've looked up to for a long time and so when Tutton like messaged us and was like do you want to do this show I was like yes (laughs) like please yes um and yeah I'm just so excited I think people are going to rally around it like anyone who likes true crime podcasts will love this show um it's it's phenomenal yeah sold Sold. (laughs)
0: Corey loves a true crime podcast
1: (laughs) my favorite murder all the way.
0: Oh my gosh, these shows just sound like exactly what I, as an audience member, want to see. Like yeah. they're so compelling, and oh, I love what you're doing. It's just so great. Ah, oh, love it. Yeah,
3: these are these all sound so phenomenal and exactly the kind of theatre that we want to be seeing more of in, in general, but especially in Australia because it's. I feel like um you know i've seen theatre you know nothing nothing's is ever going to compare i think to australian theatre but like you know you see similar things overseas and then you're like where is this here and i feel like whilst covid was awful mm. it has had a good impact and it. it's kind of giving people kind of you know a stance to go oh i can i'm i'm going to try this and we're going to see what happens and we're getting so much phenomenal work from it it's so exciting and the exact kind of work that we want to be seeing and working on. Um, in three words, tell us why. Other than the three you've already given us, but in three words, tell us why people should come
2: see Tape Over. I'm gonna say exhilarating. Mine all go together. They like they they go in, in sequence. All of them are laugh then cry.
1: I agree with that. And actually, yeah, I would say strong, diverse. Voices as well. That's another three. There you go. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Amazing. That's what we want.
2: Kick ass women.
3: We're getting bonuses. I love it. I love this. You have at least nine reasons to go and see (laughs) Tape Over. It's so exciting.
0: Exactly. And I guess in terms of even listening to what you guys have been saying about all the shows you're doing, that is impact alone I can understand where your head is at as a company and what type of work you champion but what impact do you hope um, productions like this and what you're doing at Purple Tape will have on the Australian theatre industry? I guess we were kind of also
2: talking about this this morning that like it's so rare or well, it's it's becoming more and more common but it's still quite rare for um, there to be like an entire team of female and gender diverse artists and All it takes is to showcase them in one show for the rest of the the Sydney scene to sort of, like, grab onto them and take them. So one of the things that we want to do is, like, you know, get the word out about all these amazing artists who are making work and, like, hopefully then, then they can be creating in the Sydney scene in terms of, like, performers and directors and writers but also, like, in the creative teams because there's been so many rooms where I've gone into, where people have gone. I've never... There's never been a woman in your role, like either as a production manager or a lighting designer or whatever, which is super like I can name quite a few of them, a few of them, but um the the more that we can sort of get more names out there and also sort of like fostering the next generation of creatives who may have not had the chance to have to have done a show before, this could kind of be like their avenue yeah. in. Um, so definitely that.
1: I, yeah, I totally agree with, with everything Tyler just said. Like, it's about, um, giving those people the chance and like, yeah. And when we sit down and need to put together a team being like, sure. Like lots of people are telling us that the best, Lighting designer is um, like this. This man over here, like Damien Cooper, whatever. Like everyone's saying, these people. It's like if you just take like half a second to think a little bit more and think who is a female or who is a gender diverse creative that can fill that role. There's so many out there, and it's just taking the time as a company to make sure that that's who that's your first thing to think about is, like, how can we fill this team up? With brilliant artists, it's not like none of them are there just because they're women or just because they're gender diverse. They're all amazing. Um, But, yeah, but just making sure that you – check that um, like that default that just exists in so many of us to think of a man first and I think yeah because I was in the audience at the Sydney Theatre Awards when Lucy Clements won um, Best Director this year and she got up and i was so uh, happy and proud of her because she just pointed out she was like I am the only woman in this 10 person field of directors Um, and there was a lot of really good female driven work this year so that's a problem and I think Purple Tape, I would love the legacy of Purple Tape to have just a small impact on shifting that um, and proving that women can lead really successful companies, women can lead really successful shows and that we should just like think, think a little bit harder and think um, about women and gender diverse creatives earlier instead of like getting to the end of the process and being like oh there's a lot of men on this team (laughs) um this is and also like a lot of the work we do it's safer for the female artists if it's a um a woman or a gender diverse person in that role like some of the work we do goes to really deep places about femininity like party girl for example is about how women are expected to behave versus how they do behave and so it would have been wild i think to just like only have a male team around that work it would have it's not what the work's about. So why would you? <laughs> like,
0: yeah. <laughs> and it's just like inspiring other people that might come, other creatives who might come and see your work to go, wow, look at this work made all by women or gender diverse voices. Let's incorporate that into what we do. And like that in itself, just like the representation of that will have a flow on effect.
1: Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's that's
0: so. Fantastic.
3: It's so exciting and I'm so glad that not only do you exist and Purple Tape exists, but there, we're slowly starting to see more and more production companies and producers pop up that are gender diverse, that are women run. It, it's so exciting and it is. It's so important because there are so many stories that haven't been told For a multitude of reasons, but often, you know, I think one of the reasons is because they can't find a production team that suits, you know, that they feel safe with and supports their values and what they're trying to do. So it's so exciting to have you guys on the theatre scene as well. And obviously, if there are creatives, writers or actors wanting to get involved with Purple Tape,
1: how do they do that? Oh my God, our inbox is always open like please just like dm us there's our little email like is on our link tree like my favorite emails to get are like when someone sends me an email that is like hey i've got this work i really want to do because then i get to go and have a coffee and meet a new person like even if we're not the right people another thing we're really passionate about is being like hey like we are like for example if someone pitched me a work like someone actually approached us and asked to produce a show that would have been opening in about two weeks and I would have loved to. Like, it's like a perfect work, but it was like, if I did that, it would be like shooting all of us in the foot. Like, it would be silly, silly, silly for us to do that. But it's like, hey, I've met you now. Here's this person who I think would be really brilliant at it. Go talk to them. Tell them I sent you. And fostering that, like, just being a friendly face and, like, someone that people can come to to just be like, I really want to do this. Often, like, we have met other people that we might be able to be a really great person to do. So, yeah, please just, like, slide into our DMs at any time about anything. We, like, love, we love it. I
0: love it. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for all of that. Amazing chat just about the work you do. It's really inspiring. I feel so inspired and I can't... I wish I was in Sydney that I could come and watch these shows because, guys, you need to get on to (laughs) this. So the tape over is at KXT from May 23rd to June 17th and expiration date is at the Meraki Arts Bar from April 27th to May 13th. So make sure you guys go and do that and also follow them.
1: We're just at purple tape productions that's us
0: thank you so much for taking the time to come on and chat to us today
3: we're so excited to see these productions but before we go we have a segment on our podcast called bedtime stories this is show mishaps costume malfunctions anything that's ever happened you can do one together you can each do your own it's up to you but do you have a
1: bedtime story for us Absolutely. Yep. You go first. Tyler's is very funny. I Mine love Tyler's work. Well. I know what it is.
2: <laughs> how embarrassing. So this isn't like a show that we have done. We, when we were at uni, like we got a message from like the people at Muriel's wedding being like, we want like audience participation for like the wedding bit when it was at like the <sighs> Roslyn Packer. And so we... I did that. Yes. yes! <laughs> oh <laughs> So we all, like a whole group of us went um, together and I want to say it was like one of the first previews of the show. So I'm not sure if it continued after this, but essentially I have like very long hair and it's kind of, it was about this length when we, (laughs) when we were at uni and I had it out and we get our cue to walk on stage. So we're walking on stage in our lines into the pews and my hair got stuck on like a prop Plant. and I kind of like got stuck because it was sort of like <laughs> it was like in there and I was like oh no and because it was like obviously an Australian native informed plant it was like quite bristly so I was like I'm well stuck in this and I could like sense that the transition was ending and that the lights were going to turn on soon and so I didn't know what to do because I was also facing like the audience is like there so I was facing the wrong direction I was like just gonna have to rip out all my hair. Just gonna have to rip up all my out all my hair and continue on. And then I tried, and I actually just ripped like oh a whole section God. of the plant out. At the same time, the music like <gasps> <switched. laughs> it reached its maximum, and the lights came on, and I sat down with the plant in my lap for the whole wedding scene. And I was just like, ah, ah. <laughs> and then end of scene, wedding <laughs> over. We walk off stage, and I just kind of like fish it out of my hair and I go up to the stage management team and I'm like I'm so sorry this fell out this fell out and I caught it and then I left (laughs) oh my god and they
3: were just watching the whole time being like they could what definitely like I (laughs) reckon they've
2: seen me on like the infrared camera because like they can see what's happening in a blackout yeah they would definitely have seen me just get stuck in that plant so, yeah, that's mine. I
0: love Oh, my story. God. R.O.P. the plant and yeah. your hair.
2: <laughs> I think it just looks like in. That was amazing, though.
0: And goes and watches the rest of the show with just the plant in there. <laughs>
1: I have an also hair-related
0: one, actually. I haven't.
1: A- <laughs> mine is, throwback again, d- trauma dump of doing musicals as a child. Um, <laughs> but I was doing Alice in Wonderland and I was a Tweedle in Alice in Wonderland I was one of the Tweedles um and we uh, we had two casts and I had to be both Tweedles I was Tweedle dumb in one cast and Tweedle D in the other cast because someone dropped out which is possibly the most confusing thing that anyone has ever had to do why would they not just (laughs) because all these yeah exactly and like we knew weeks before it was not like a day of decision and so it was like I like had to know the lines for like like which all their lines are like, I'm Tweedledee. No, I'm Tweedledee and it's just like I don't know who I am anymore. But anyway, um so we were doing this show and this girl the other Tweedle and I would <laughs> do our thing, and then at the end of the song, we had to like bump heads, and our um, wigs got like caught in each other's wigs, and my wig just comes clean off. Oh, and, no. and because and because it's like children's amateur musical theatre, we don't have like ball caps; we have like swimming caps <laughs> on. No so
0: swimming I, caps. So I have like a bright
1: pink, like like what are they zogs or whatever you know, like the yeah zogs, like. Zog. Yeah, <laughs> thing on and then we just had to like I was it's like my wigs like hanging down by my microphone and we just had to like dance our way off and then they come back on later and the other Tweedle didn't come on for some reason so I come on on my own and like having this had happened beforehand and I was just like so like oh my god what am I gonna do and they're like Tweedle one how do you like where is the other one and I was like um they've run away and my I've only just finished regrowing my hair from all the stress (laughs) <laughs> like I was like to this day my best ad lib on stage. And <laughs> like all the audience were like like what a good child. That's so funny. Good work child. And then I um, I will never forget we got picked up by my friend's partner because, like, she was a bit older than us. Like, he had his peas, and he picked us up um, after the show. And he was like, how did the show go? And I was like, Blaine, my wig fell off and I looked like a penis on stage because I had this fucking – this pink thing on my head. And Blaine was, like, in a bad mood because he didn't want to pick us up. And he was like, okay, Lily can get in the car. That's hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yay. Oh my God. You've had a bad enough day, you will get a ride home. It it was so bad. It your was just your wig like, was snatched. It was fully oh.
1: snatched by this. I just little. love that you
0: had a swimming cap on. That that actually makes <laughs> by day. That's so funny. I'm like, there's no grip with a swimming cap. There's <laughs> yeah, just
3: no the grip.
0: What was the point? You can't put you can't put pins through a swimming cap.
1: Just get a pair of stockings. Even just a whole ass stocking would work better. It was, it was so silly. I was like, as if this has happened to me. Like, I was like 15, maybe. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> this is my life now. <laughs> oh, my. I love oh, it. Amazing. Thank you
0: for those. Those are yes.
1: both so
3: funny. Thank you. Well, thank you so much again for sharing those stories and sharing everything that you have with us today. We are so excited for, obviously, the shows that you have coming up, Tape Over and Expiration Date very excited and just excited that purple tape exists because you guys are doing so much already and we're so excited to see more but anyway you guys thank you so so much for being here and until next time stay happy healthy and safe and we will see you then Bye. bye